Hey fam. Hello, 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 hello. Family, I'm coming here with a short word. Sorry, I'm a little noisy. I'm coming here with a short word for you because the Lord is speaking, okay? So I'm in the kitchen. I'm getting my kids food ready to eat. But well, I'm letting them be mature and fixing their own food. But I had asked my daughter, I said, well, what fruits you eating, right? Because I wanted to know what kind of fruits you were going to eat. And as soon as I said, what fruits are you eating? The Holy Spirit, done, he done did it. He done did it for me, okay? And I'm here to ask you, what fruits are you eating? What fruit are you eating, fam? What fruits are you eating, okay? Let me let me take you, because we got to go to the garden real quick. We going to the garden real quick, okay? Let's go to Genesis. Um, chapter hmm, two, we'll go to chapter two and let's start at verse seven. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person, right? And the man became a living person. At first, it starts with that breath of life. I just wanted to just throw this part in there. It's about the Lord breathing on you. Hallelujah. When the Lord breathes on you, he will cause all things to come to life. It's just the breath of the Lord. The Lord breathed his breath on the disciples. I could take you there in a second, okay, family? But it's just about the Lord breathing his breath on you. All it takes for so long, right, you've been trying trying to figure out how can you do this how can you do that how can you make this better how can how can you provide but it's all about God breathing his breath on you that's it that's it are you surrendered though are you surrendered to receive God breathe his breath on you today hallelujah just say Lord I surrender in the name of Jesus have your way Holy Spirit who Jesus okay it says then the Lord God formed the man from the dust. Okay, I'm sorry. I read that part already. It says, then the Lord God planted a, a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruits. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the, and the tree of knowledge of the knowledge of good and evil. So the Lord has planted delicious fruits around you. It's just so many delicious fruits that the Lord has freely given you. Hallelujah. That he has freely given you, right? Because we can get to the fruits of the spirit also. But the Lord, he, he, um... It's all around you. And you now, because of what happened with Adam and Eve, we had the knowledge between good and evil. So your sis came here to ask you, what fruits are you going to eat from? What fruits are you going to eat from? Are you going to eat the good fruits? Or are you going to eat the bad fruits? Listen, let me tell you something, right? Why would we go to the grocery store and we will be examining the strawberries, the blueberries, the raspberries, the grapes, the oranges? We observe it to see if they're good because we don't want it. We don't want the bad fruits. We want the good fruits. We want what's going to be sweet. You ever heard the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice? We be out here looking for the blackest berries because the sweeter the juice. So why can't the Lord have that mentality spiritually? Why would the Lord want to be around bad fruit? You get what I'm saying? Why would the Lord want to um 
oh, what's the what, Lord? Give me the where I need. Give me the where I need. Why would the Lord's presence want to saturate bad fruits? Thank you, Jesus. Why would he want to saturate? Why would he want to submerge his spirit on you if you are a bad fruit? If you could go to Walmart and be choosy, why can't the Lord be choosy about what he wants? You get what I'm saying? You will examine that strawberry to 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 the next level to make sure it ain't nothing in there that look nasty. So you don't think that God does that with your spirit? What fruits are you eating on? What fruits are you going to eat on today? Make the decision today because you have the knowledge between good and evil. We have the knowledge between either doing something good or doing something bad. Do not try to sit here and justify, well, I have free will. Okay, yes, you do have free will. And that means to choose, are you going to do something bad or do something good? Are you going to let the Lord will go for your life or you want the enemy's will take over your life it's either or it's either or jesus has come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly satan has come the thief has come to kill steal and destroy that's it which fruit are you going to eat from are you going to eat from the good fruit or the bad fruit it's up to you but let me tell you something about some bad fruit let's go to chapter um three real quick right genesis chapter three and let's read it because here here he go being a snake that he is here here the devil go being a snake that he is the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the lord god had made one day he asked the woman did god really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden the woman replied but it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat god says you might must not eat it or even touch it if you do you will die see i want to tell you something right the lord ain't never say nothing about not touching it i'm we're gonna go back to chapter uh two because i want you to see it and it says um excuse me it says in verse, what verse is this? Verse 8, if you go down, it says, no, verse 9, I'm sorry. It says, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm wrong verse, y'all, wrong verse. And it says, verse um 16, I'm sorry, fam. But the Lord God warned him, you may eat freely from, you may eat, you may freely eat the fruit from every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruits, you are sure to die. Who? I'm even right there. If you choose to eat them bad truths, you them bad fruits, you are sure to die. Do you hear me? Because them bad fruits is from the enemy, and the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Every bad fruit you eat is is is, is you letting your flesh have control of you instead of subduing your flesh and being its master instead of denying yourself instead of picking up your cross you 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 when you eat that bad fruit it's all the decisions you make out of your flesh to make your flesh feel good you get what i'm saying if you eat that forbidden fruit, you are sure to die. And a lot of people walk around nowadays miserable with a chip on their shoulder, but it's because they focus too much on the flesh instead of the spirit. Your flesh is, is um your flesh is very um you tend to your flesh, but you forgot about your spirit. So when you're walking around feeling broke, but
But then you looking around and you feel like you've accomplished so much because you got the you got the the riches and the fame and you got the you got the big house and the car and the and the money in the bank. But then you wondering why why do I still feel empty? It's because you are sure to die spiritually too if you eat of his fruits. God looks at the inward. God looks at man's heart. Man looks at the outward. So all you are trying to impress when you are out in these streets with trying to be flashy is you're trying to impress man. That's what it's about because God doesn't care. You can't bring none of this stuff with you. Who pulling up in a Bentley to heaven? Who driving a Bentley to heaven? I'll wait. I'll wait. Who taking a Tesla to heaven with them? I'll wait. I'll wait. You tell me one person that got to um go and uh, go and bring everything they was t- they was going with them. How many people? Jesus said that his father has many mansions. He ain't say, oh yeah, you can just bring your mansion with you. I I handle it. He ain't say that because in order to be with the Lord, you have to deny everything else. You have to pick up your cross and carry it. You feel me? If you can't give up everything, you are not worthy of being his. You can't come to the Lord and be like, oh, yeah, well, I got my U-Haul that I was trying to bring in here with me. It's only a couple things, you know. The Lord will be like, what? You packed a bag. First of all, you can't even take the bag with you. But let's say if you did, you packed a bag. You still ain't get it yet. That's your pride. That's your pride that wants to be like, but I did this for me. When will you sit back and receive? In the garden, right? In the beginning, God blessed the human beings. He, he blessed the human beings. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. Do you get me? He said, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. But the Lord had provided everything that they needed. Name one thing that a human being had to provide in Genesis that God didn't give to him. The one thing that, 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 that the humans tried to do, the one thing that Eve tried to do, ended up in cursing everything. When she tried to obtain knowledge outside of the knowledge God had given her, sin entered the world. And it's the same with us. Are you going to sit there? Are you going to try to obtain all of these things and forget God? Or are you going to submit yourself, humble yourself, cast your pride down and follow the Lord? Which one is it? What fruit are you eating? Let's go back to chapter three. But you see how she didn't even get the story right because the Lord ain't saying never eat, don't even touch it. And that's how it be. I see people, they be so blind and they be like, oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so this. But your fruits is nasty. Can your sis be real with you for a second? Your fruits looking very nasty. If you was a strawberry or a grape and I see you in a bag, I'm not buying you because your fruits ain't good. Your fruits, you, I'm looking for raisin. I'm, I'm looking for grapes and you in the bag looking like a raisin. I don't want that. I want a grape. You get me family? I got to be real with you. And just like how Eve had that lack of knowledge, God ain't never say, do not touch it. He never said, do not touch it. He said, you may not eat of his fruits. He didn't say, don't touch it or even, or even eat it. He said, just don't eat it. You can't eat that. Don't eat that. Right? But if Eve Eve had intimacy with the Lord, she was intimate. The Lord was in the garden with them. All she had to do was go ask the Lord herself. And it's the same thing with you. You can have the knowledge that the Lord is willing to give to you if you will go surrender and ask him for it. 
Instead of trying to see how can I obtain this knowledge out of my own understanding? How can I obtain this knowledge out of my pride? You can't do it that way, family. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth and Jesus is the life. You cannot come to the father except through Jesus. Do you hear me family? And then this is what he, this is what happened. This is the, this is the enemy being a snake that he is. You won't die. The serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman said, was convinced. The woman was convinced because it sounded good to her. It tickled her ears. You got to be careful. And when you just want to hear something because it's going to tickle your ears, it's going to make you feel good in that situation. You got to watch who you listening to. Because them people that be hyping you up like, yes, girl, that be trying to get you to do the little ratchet things, the little hood rat things with your friends. Those be the ones you got to watch out for. Because they saying all that's going to tickle your flesh. It makes your fleshly ears feel good. And then you go with it. No. Do you understand that you were made to follow the Lord? So if you're not following the Lord, you were made to be a follower. You got to make sure you follow on the right thing. Because if you don't stand for, for nothing, you're going to fall for something. Okay? Watch out what makes you feel good. She was convinced because the tree, the tree looked good to her. It looked good. The fruit on that tree looked good. Because I'm pretty sure when my God do something, he do it well. Okay? So everything my God touches has to look good. You get what I'm saying? So she was convinced because she wanted it. Her sinful nature was enticed. She said, mm, yeah, you're right. I'm convinced. I ain't going to die. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean? But let me tell you something. She saw, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. She saw that the tree was beautiful. You see it? You see, you see, here you see this. She saw the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. Ooh, see, she was enticed. Her flesh was enticed because once again, she was looking at the outward instead of asking God what was going on on the inward. Lord, what do you mean I'm sure to die if I eat this fruit? They didn't ask that. They just said, okay, but it's about intimacy. It's about intimacy with the Lord. Lord, what, what do you mean I'm sure to die? Because think about it. If you have little children or you be around little children, a little child will why you to death. But why? But why? But how? But how come? That's how little kids are because they're learning and they're sponges and they're absorbing everything. But it's like when you get to a certain age, you forget that you're a sponge. Because when does when do you ever stop learning? When do you ever stop obtaining wisdom? We are sponges. And if you are putting this foul music in your ears and you listening to it, if you sitting here and you watching these foul TV shows and you're absorbing it, it's making you feel like it's okay to be like that. But one thing you got to know is those people. They are dead spiritually. They are sure to die because they are eating that spiritual fruit. You get what I'm saying? It was spiritual. Yes, the tree looked beautiful in the natural, but the spiritual behind it was death. Do you hear me? It was death and decay. Look at how the world has been since sin entered it. You get what I'm saying? I should say the earth. Look how the earth, because the world, the, the, the world don't like us. So the earth was, look how it was until sin entered it. 
You get what I'm saying? Then she gave some to her husband who was with her. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their wickedness. So they sued, they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Who, let me tell you something, right? When I was out in them streets, being for the streets, I ain't have no shame. I didn't, even though I was dead spiritually and I was broken spiritually, I really didn't have no shame because everybody else was doing it. You get what I'm saying? Like everybody else is for the streets. So what I got to be ashamed of you doing the same thing. But once I got into the kingdom and the Lord began to give me his fruits, when I started having his fruits, I felt shame. At my wickedness, I was like, hold up. I am disgusted. I am defiled. I am detestable. Can we talk about it today? Can we talk about how your sis was when I had to see myself as the Lord seat me? I'm just letting you know I got to be real with you. I was just like, yo, I'm very nasty. You know, I was one of them. I was the bag of grapes at the top of the shelf, pushed in the corner that everybody done pushed to the side. All that. that was me. I was nasty. I was in the great bag being a raisin. So listen, don't be feeling no type of way when I said you was a raisin, sis, because your sis was an ex-raisin. But now, <laughs> now I'm a grape and I, I'm swell. Okay. I'm one of them juicy grapes. You feel me? I want them grapes after you eat this bag. You want to go to the store and get another one. That's the kind of fruits I got now. But listen, that's the here nor there <laughs> glory be to god all right but it, it, it is like you gotta you gotta ask the lord to give you eyes that really see in revelations he talks about giving you um ointment for your eyes so you can really see ask the lord for his ointment so you can see who you really are because it's not nothing cute about being for the streets it's nothing cute about being ran through. Can I talk about it today? I, it's nothing cute about it. You should be very ashamed of it. I'm not saying it to try to condemn you. I'm not trying to say that because listen, we all, I, I, I'm not about to give you that excuse because then, no, because people be saying we all fall short to the glory of God and then they just run off with that. No, I'm not about to give you that one. But it's okay because we all have a past, but let's build up a better future. You get what I'm saying? Let's build up a better future. Be ashamed, like be like, no, that is detestable. That's how you should feel. That is detestable. I need to be washed and cleansed in the blood of Jesus. I need him to change my garment. That's what I mean. Don't don't be because yo, one thing I learned about being in the world is people are very proud to be detestable. Like it's okay out there. It's not okay. It's not okay when you sit in there later on in life and you looking at your fruits and you're just like, dang, I don't got nothing. You get what I'm saying? It's nothing good about that. Let your sis help you build up. Let me help by the leading of the spirit because it's not about me, but it's what it's about within me. It's about what's within me that can build you up. So when I say me, I mean what's within because Jay can't do nothing for you. But the Holy Spirit that lives inside of her, he can move mountains for you. You hear me? You know, you, you, you really got to look at yourself the way God looks at you. You really got to get into the Bible and, and, and look at your fruits. You feel me? 
Because it's about, okay, because I want to I want to keep reading. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. It's a thing about when, when you are deep in sin, you don't want to hear the truth. You naturally, that conviction, because you feel naked, you feel, you feel shameful, you feel nasty. It's that that makes you want to pull away. But don't pull away. Come close. You hear me? Come close. Once we unify, we can fight back to back. But if you shrink back from me, you shall be defeated. That's scripture. I could give you that in a second too. Because two to fight, two could fight back to back and conquer. But if you try to fight on your own, you could be devoured. Don't back up. Come close. Come close. Because I'm the thing about it is. Who can really judge one another? God is the judge. I can't be like, Dad, you was into that. I can't do that. Because if you found out some stuff I did, if I, because it's not even about find out. Your sister tell you because God knows and he's the most important and I'm already forgiven, period. And I already forgiven myself, period. So it ain't even about if you find out. Once I tell you some things about me, you're going to be like, what? And I'm going to be like, girl. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Ain't God good? And not to be like boasting in my wickedness, but my ex wickedness can set you free. Your ex wickedness can set somebody else free. Don't think that this is just about me because it's not. Because the whole point about it is, is if we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, so many people can be set free. Don't shrink back in shame to what you used to be like, but give God the glory that he did a good work within you. That's one thing. The devil will try to condemn you, right? Because of what you used to be like but God's like uh-uh, I want to use that I want to use it I want to show my majesty I want to show my splendor to you I want to show my grace through you I want to show my mercy through you don't shrink back but come here you see he went to go look for Adam he knew what Adam and Eve did he said don't hide from me come here who Jesus he said don't hide come here I want to do something I want to give you some clothes I want to give you this new robe says the Lord who hallelujah when who told you that you were naked? So now the Lord is like, who told you? It's not that that, that Jesus didn't know. I'm not, he wasn't Jesus yet. Okay. We didn't know him as the name of Jesus yet. The Lord asked, right? The Lord God asked, who told you you were naked? Who told you that? Right? Who told you that? Because I didn't tell you it. And any knowledge that you obtained outside of God. What is it worth? If you obtain some knowledge outside of God, what is it worth? You can be a genius, but if God hasn't give you, given you the wisdom, what is it worth? You know what I'm saying? If he hasn't given you the knowledge, what is it worth? So he's like, I didn't tell you you was naked. So who told you? Because the fact, why are you ashamed of your nakedness if I was the one who made you naked? You get what I'm saying? Why are you ashamed of what I did? So who told you? Who made you feel this way? You get what I'm saying? And he says, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? So now this is intimacy because the Lord knows what he did, but he want the truth will set you free. He wanted them to speak what they did because the truth will set you free. He, listen, the man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. See, remember we talked about this before. It's accountability. I don't want to hear what little, little, little June bug or little Raekwon did down the street. What, what did you do? It's accountability for you. What did you do?
Okay, yeah, they could have gave you the forbidden fruit, but you chose to do what with it? Did you choose to be like, nah, the Lord told me not to touch that. Or are you going to be like, well, he gave it to me. She gave it to me. Which one are you going to do? It's accountability. that has to be taking place. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. I'm telling you the truth. A snake is going to be a snake. Just know it. Don't be sitting here playing with these snakes and then when you get bit, you like, ow, the snake bit me, Lord. That was what the snake was supposed to do. The snake is supposed to bite you. The snake is supposed to put poison in you. It's supposed to. That's what a snake does. So if you see a snake, go the other way. Don't sit there and be like, well, Lord, I did it because the snake deceived me. The snake is there to deceive you. You know this now. You now know this. The snake's job is to deceive you. Now, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to eat the fruit? Or are you going to deny the fruits? Which one? And it says, then the Lord God said to the serpent, so now the Lord, he handed out his righteous judgment. Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between her offspring and your offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Hallelujah. So that was right then and there. The Lord is saying, listen, you, the weapons will form, but they shall not prosper. My, the, his people are more more than conquerors, more than conquerors. He will strike your heel, but you must crush his head. He will strike your head. Do you understand? You strike the head of a snake, it's done for. But if somebody strikes your heel, it's going to hurt. Ow, like that hurts. But you have authority to crush his head. So don't be like, well, I, 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 I'm just a sheep out here amongst wolves. Okay, but you a knuck if you buck type of sheep. Okay, you the sheep that's getting led by the Lord, led by the Spirit. So you are more than a conqueror. Do you hear me? Yes, that snake might try to bite your heel. But you turn around, you crush his head. And you know how you crush his head? By declaring the truth, the word of God. That's why it's so important. Eve tried to live live life off of not using the word the, the Lord's words, but the Lord's but the Bible says man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Lord your God's mouth. You have to know what God says to be able to crush that serpent's head. If you don't know what God says, how are you able to crush his head? Stay in the word of God. You get what I'm saying? Stay in the word of God. You will crush heads when you know the truth. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Do you hear me? It's so many people that that walk around in a lie. And they don't know that the truth will set them free. So sometimes, and this is what I've realized. When I tell somebody the truth, they, they, their conviction, it gives them an attitude. I don't even want to hear this. She thinks she thinks she all holier than that. No, baby girl, I don't think I'm holier than thou. I just know the truth, and the truth will set you free because it has set me free. Okay, that's what it's about. Cause you sis over here, she not holier than thou. Okay, but the truth will set me free. One, you got a hunger and thirst after the truth. 
hunger and thirst after it. And let me tell you what the truth, Jesus, he's the truth and he will tell you the truth. His spirit will lead you into all truth. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Okay. And to the men, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. But I want to tell you something. Jesus reversed the curse on the cross. Do you know that? Do you know that? So no longer do we have to walk around spiritually dead. No longer do we have to walk around like that. But now we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us and that leads us into all truth. Do you know it? Did you know that? Jesus is the reversal of the curse. So the fact that you want to be stuck in sin, that's just because that's that's what you listen. People perish for a lack of knowledge. So I'm going to give you a lack of knowledge. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say, you know, because people perish for lack of knowledge. But it's some people who will make excuses for their sins. Because some people do love to live a lie. But you know what you got to do? Pray for them people and keep it pushing. When you, one thing I learned is when you are really fully surrendering to the Lord, you got to give up everything. Because all people are going to be able to look at, at you as, as out of a carnal eye. They're going to want to look at you out of who you used to be instead of trying to see who God made you be. You get what I'm saying? Some people don't want to see that. So some people, they want to, they want to sit there and they want to try to condemn you. They want to try to put word curses on you. They want to try to, um, just make you feel like you're not called to be what God said you are, but that is farther from the truth because the Lord has great plans for you, but you got to remove yourself. Cause some people just don't want to see it. Cause just like in the beginning in the garden, when they, when they hear from God, some of them people is hiding in the bushes from the Lord because they're ashamed of their own wickedness. When they see him, you get what I'm saying? So they in the bushes hiding, trying to bring you back in the bushes. Nah, you pick up your cross and you go the other way, carry your cross, nail everything to the cross, carry it and follow Jesus. You got to be able to give up everything. And family, I understand that it's easier said than done. Ask me how I know. But is it worth it? Yes. Because out of everything that that is on this earth that I have came in contact with, out of everything in my life, the most important thing that I know that I need is in Jesus. You hear me? Even your health can fail. But if you have Jesus, you are whole. Do you hear me? Even when you feel like you're losing your mind, even if you have Jesus, you have everything that you need. I see so many people that look so stressed out lately. They look like they don't know if they're coming or going. And I'm just like, if you knew who Jesus was, you will hold your peace. If you knew who he was, you will hold your peace. Because it's God's good plan to give you life and give it to you abundantly. So you will trust him in every circumstance. I be seeing it, family. and It be baffling me sometimes. As the same ones that I see, they be like, well, I, I, I know, I know I'm blessed. I know I'm this. But do you really know how blessed that you are? 
Do you know what Jesus did for you on the cross? Do you really know? I can tell you if you don't, you know, I guess it's got time. Yes, it's got time. She very down to earth. I'm very down to earth, you know. I'll talk to you <laughs> if you don't know. But it's not just about me. Don't depend on nobody else for your spiritual life. The Holy Spirit will tell you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Do you hear me? But I'm just saying, if you need some confirmation, guess this is here. That's all I'm saying. Because I ain't Jesus. So you need to ask Jesus before you ask me anything. But you know, this is here for some confirmation purposes. You get what I'm saying, family? Because I don't want y'all to get it mixed up, okay? Because I ain't sitting here trying to be like, oh, I got all the answers. Because I don't. No, I don't. But I know one thing my God does, okay? It says, um... All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of his greens. By the sweat of your brow, will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and dust you will return. Hallelujah. Family, everything was given. In chapter one, God, well, chapter, everything was given in chapter one because the Lord, he gave human beings to be the rulers like over the earth. Everything was under human beings, um, authority, like the animals, everything was under human being authority. In chapter two, God placed Adam in the garden to tend to it. Everything was given to us. We didn't have, like, obviously we were working for the Lord. We were tending, we were cultivating the land because that's what God told us to do. But everything was fruitful because God gave it to us. You get what I'm saying? Everything, Adam had all that he needed. We can go back. And it says, um, hold on. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and produced delicious fruits. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of and the he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then Let's go down to verse 15. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. To tend and watch over it. That's it. But once sin entered, now he has to scratch a living from it. Now he has to he has to um work and, and, and really try to produce for himself what was already given to him. All he had to do was just tend it and watch over it. Just watch it grow, watch God move. But now it's like, okay, since you want to go out and you want to do it for yourself, now you're going, you're going to figure out how just how much you need me. You're going to see just how barren the land is without me. But then on the cross, you know what Jesus did? He reversed it. He said, I've come to give you life. I've come to do it for you. I've come to be your sin offer. I have paid your, your, um, your debts for you. So, so you can be with me. That's what he did. And I see so many people walking around cursed, still under the curse because they don't know about the new wine. They just saying, oh, the old good, the old good. But you don't know about this new wine. You feel me? Allow the Lord to do a work in you. What fruits is you eating? Feel me? I'm gonna give y'all a little homework. You feel me? Yes, homework. Let's go to um 
Galatians 5. And I want you to um, read the whole thing. But I want you to see what, what fruits do you bear? What, what fruits do you bear? You get what I'm saying? And hold on. It's another verse I want to give you. Hold on. I think. Hold on. We're going to start giving um, spiritual homework. That's what we're going to start doing. And these within her beauty streets. Um, yeah, Galatians 5. Let's just start with it. And I want you, I know y'all hear my kids, but we about to close out. I really want y'all to be like, listen, it is, it's a, it's an everyday thing. Don't just read it once and be like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'm in my flesh. No, but ask the Lord to help you bear good fruit. Hallelujah. Cause he will do it. You hear me? And then, um, oh, you know what? Then go to, because this give be your other homework. So first, read Galatians 5, and then go to John chapter, hold on, y'all, hold on, read John 15. So first, go to John, uh, I mean, Galatians 5, then John 15, when you get done reading that. And because and the Lord says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. Ask the Lord to plant good seeds in you. You know, if you feel, if you feeling convicted, if you, if you start realizing, mm, I ain't bearing fruit the way I should be bearing fruit. Ask the Lord, remember, you are from the dust of the earth. Allow the Lord to plant good seeds in you. You hear me? And it's a it's an everyday thing because sometimes listen, your sis, I listen, let, let's talk about it. I'll be like, oh, let me go check my fruits. <laughs> cause cause wait a minute. Cause wait a minute. A bear tree. I got I, I got I got bear good fruit, okay? Cause I got bear good fruits. I gotta be good fruits. You get what I'm saying? So it's it's a it's a a process, but trust the process. You get me? If you ask the Lord for more patience, he, he going he gonna to give you reasons to have good patience. If you, if you need to bear more long-suffering, the Lord is going to give you the fruits to bear more long-suffering. You get what I'm saying? If you need more love, if you need more forgiveness, the Lord is going to, to pull you through situations where you will have to um, where the seed can be grown at, you get what I'm saying? Where the seed can be developed at. He might, he might bring you to a situation and you've realized how much unforgiveness you have, how that, how that seed has still been in your heart, but ask the Lord to uproot it. Say, Lord, I let it go. Take it from me. I only want the knowledge that you will give me, Lord. I don't want the knowledge of bad. I want the knowledge of good. I only want the knowledge that you give me, Jesus. Let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you are a mighty God, okay? And I just I just will worship you all the days of my life, Lord. But, Father, I'm just praying that each person under the sound of my voice, Lord, that 
that they get knowledge from you, Father, that they obtain obtain great knowledge and wisdom from you, Father, and from you alone. I pray that you are the source to all that they hunger and thirst for, Father. I pray that they look to you and they don't look to the world, Father. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Y'all thought it was about to be one of the long ones. No, I had to get right down to the point, okay? As the family, the Lord loves you. He is passionate about you. He died a, a, a death that he he didn't even have to die. He was spot, spotless. He was blameless. But yet he died and shed his blood for you to set you free from the systems of this world. To set you free from your flesh. To set you free from the bondage. To set you free from the chains. He died for that. He didn't die so you can stay in sin. He died so you can be removed from sin. So you can be washed and cleansed from sin. Hallelujah. Praise him for who he is. Praise him for who he is today. Do you hear me? <laughs> I love y'all family. So, 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 so much. Okay. And just just go back and do your homework. First Galatians 5, then John 15. And allow the Holy Spirit to do a good work in you. Open, Ask the Lord to give you ears that hear and eyes that see in the name of Jesus. Okay. So let's say this together, family. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye. Hold up, hold up, hold up, family, because I remember I told you I was going to give you another Bible verse. You thought your sis was finished. Hold up. Hold up. This is by Jesus breathing on the disciples. John 20, verse 22. So, let's go to that. And it says... Again, he said, peace be with you as the father has sent me. So I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive it. All it takes is for Jesus to blow his breath on you. Receive it. I know I serve a God that will breathe on you. Father, I'm asking that you breathe on each and every person in the mighty name of Jesus. Under the sound of my voice, Father, breathe their, your breath on them, Father. Give them life to their bodies, Lord, in the name of Jesus. But the, the part that you got to do. Is receive it. And who? Amen. Amen. The part that you got to do is receive it. Because I know my father hears me. And I know my father answers my prayers. I pray that he breathes on you. But the part you got to do is to receive it. Mm. Hallelujah. (laughs) So family. For real, for real, for real. Yes, it's love y'all. But most importantly, okay, Jesus loves you. Bye.